Welcome back to Workwoman. Today's episode is going to be meaty, so buckle up. This has been an episode in full transparency. You know I never lie to you. Uh, I've put off recording this episode for probably six months, and the reason I've put it off is it is such an important touch point in your business and I, to be honest with you, just don't want to forget anything. I don't want to mess it up. I want it to be the right information. And so this is my very first stab at talking to you guys about quarterly team meetings. This is a touch point in our business uh, started well, well before we even had Cardone Ventures. We started utilizing a quarterly team meeting back in Odigy days and then at my days at Stratus Dental. It was also a staple there and the intent and philosophy behind this is you need to get people on the same page. As your team grows, there has to be a mechanism for every single team member to understand what the strategy is, where the growth opportunities are for the business, and ultimately how can they align themselves with that opportunity. If you don't have a quarterly team meeting, you're just allowing a vacuum for your team to run amok with thinking, I wonder what the implementation for this new product is, or I wonder when we're gonna launch into this next region of the industry. Whatever information is required for your team really to feel confident and actionable on, this is the place that you put it every single quarter. What it also allows you to do is to change. The quarterly team meeting gives you a place four times a year where you are able to put new organizational-wide changes into place that doesn't feel random. A lot of the business owners that I work with, they want to go home immediately after an event and start implementing this new process. And in some cases, I highly encourage that they do that. Massive action, starting today, all of that I'm a big proponent of. However, this is a caveat. A lot of business owners that I work with also have this tendency to put an idea out there because they're excited and motivated after being at a live event. But then when it comes to the follow-up and the consistency behind these initiatives, they aren't really well thought out. So it's just this moment. And then the team gets really used to, oh, the owner is just saying this, but it's not really a real thing. They're not really serious about this. And so this quarterly team meeting is a place to introduce those things for you to have a well thought out strategy and for you to just have this placeholder that you know of every time going forward when you want to roll out something that is brand spanking new that you're excited about, you should. I want you to listen to a lot of the other work woman episodes in order to do that, but I highly recommend that you do implement this. Now I'm going to make you jealous here for a minute. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through step-by-step step our agenda for this quarterly team meeting. There is a slide deck that we go through. It is a templated slide deck so that I can spend less than 30 minutes every single quarter prepping for this meeting. Now, when you hear all of the slides in this deck, you are going to ask yourself, how on earth does she only spend 30 minutes every quarter prepping for this? And the reason for that is our business is organized, plain and simple. We have key performance indicators. We close our books monthly. We have meetings about the things that drive our business so that we already know on a very recurring basis what's working, what's not working, and how to put time and resources and money to make those things work. Our business is run like every business should be run. My goal with sharing, you, sharing with you this little piece that I want you to be jealous around 
is so that you start thinking with, how do I organize my business so that all of this information could be put together in 30 minutes by myself with including a couple of team members. So with that, are you ready to dive in? I'm ready to dive in. I'm so excited about this. Okay, first slide. It just says Cardo Ventures. It's just a welcome slide. I believe in a fabulous presentation deck. Our team is incredible with decks. I think that this is something that I am actually pretty spoiled with because when I look at other people's decks, they're just bad. They're just, they just don't look good. And ours look really freaking great. And you investing in your business in somebody who can make really key touch points uh, that become templates for you is a worthwhile investment because it raises the elevation of your brand. It raises the perception that your team has as to how you put things together and the amount of energy and time that it took to do that. And there's small tweaks that can be made really to set you apart from a content standpoint. I do not know anything about what those specifics are. I just know that our team is a freaking rock star team when it comes to creating templates for this type of thing. So it's a welcome uh, slide. The second slide specifically reads at the title, why are we doing this? Because here's the deal guys, this quarterly team meeting has just a laundry list of things that are not working, things that are initiatives. It, it really, it's quite honestly, it's just a lot of work. Everything that we're about to talk about for anywhere between an hour to an hour and a half is a lot of work, a lot of change, hours spent in the dark working on late projects for clients, for our internal team. So every meeting needs to start with, hey, why are we doing this? We're doing this because we have a mission, we have a vision, and we have core values, and we operate by these things, and we are pulled into the future because of these things to the extent that you don't have an active mission statement and you don't have a vision statement, you need to go back for the mission statement to episode 12 of the podcast. And for your vision statement, let's take you back to 29 because this is one of the ways that this is all pulled together is through the quarterly team meeting. So we start this meeting off by saying our mission is to help business owners grow and scale their business personally, professionally, and financially. That's why we do everything that we do. Every product, every service is in order to serve our clients and help them grow and scale their business so that they can achieve their goals personally, professionally, and financially. The vision, we are out to create 1 million 10X businesses over the next 10 years. That is the impact that we will create. That is part of the driving force so that we know that we are helping the economy. We know that we are stimulating job increases. We are helping with people's confidence and their ability to actually do more, to create more through 1 million businesses being impacted by the work that we have. And the last piece is the core values. So it starts with inspiration, then we go into discipline, then accountability, then transparency, then alignment, and then finally results. All of these things are the kickoff to this meeting because I can't tell you that I can't tell you enough how important it is to reiterate your mission, vision, and values every single opportunity you get. If you were doing it daily, that probably still would not be enough. So what are you gonna do? What's gonna be the second slide? Yes, your mission, your vision, your core values. If you don't have them, what episodes are you gonna go to? Yeah, that's right. If you have to go back and listen to it, I'm gonna make you go back and listen to it. I'm not gonna give you a freebie. You need to learn to write things down. Okay. Now we are into the structure of this deck. 
The first section of the deck is the cultural overview. We have a philosophy here that the integration points of any business surround the cultural, the operational, and the financial elements of the business. And this deck flows in that way. So we start with the culture, we give updates, then we move into the operations. What are priorities? Where did things not go wrong? Where are we at with the initiatives that we had stated for this quarter? And then the last is the financial results because those two things need to move the actual results. So with the cultural updates, the very first thing that we are doing is we are sharing who we hired this quarter, who are our brand new team members, how can we celebrate them, how can we welcome them to the organization and make sure that we're highlighting that we are growing. So the first part of that is different than the second part. We are celebrating, we are welcoming, but then we are reminding every single person in the environment that this organization is growing. When you hire more people, you are growing. If you're growing the right way, hopefully you're maintaining your profitability, but that's we're gonna get into that in the finance section. But the growth and the reminder that, you know, we're not the same as when we started in quarter one. There were these things as people, that resources that came into our organization, and this is what they're doing. This is the update on their onboarding. This slide is so impactful because it ideally should then tie out to the next slide, which is who are the additional headcount? If this is who we, who we hired over this past quarter, who are we planning on hiring for the quarter to come? Now, let's just pause for a second here. Why is it important to share with your team who you plan to hire in this upcoming quarter? The reason that we do this is because we expect that our existing team is going to be responsible at some level to be able to share with their friends, share with their previous coworkers that we are hiring. And if they don't know who we're hiring, how are they gonna help get us candidates? Some of the best team members that we have have been referrals from other team members. So when you share this plan, the organization then knows who you're hiring, but then they can also be responsible. They can be able to respond to this new information and be able to help with solving that problem for the organization. After that, guys, you do not just expect your team to do something without either a carrot for doing it as a reward or a stick for some sort of punishment, I guess, so to speak, for not doing the behavior that you wanted. I am a big believer of incentives and creating the right incentives. Either it's a carrot incentive or it is a stick incentive. So for us bringing on new team members and wanting our team to uh, send us candidates, a stick or a punishment would not be the right way to handle that because I'm not gonna get upset with people who don't do that, but I am going to reward people who do send us candidates that we end up hiring. So in this presentation under the culture section, it says, want to make $500? We've actually increased this amount, but that's the referral fee that we pay to our team members so that they can get more money for sending people to us. So what are we doing here? We're tapping into our existing team member base and their power base, but we are also highlighting additional ways for our team to make money. If your team does not know how to make money, how to make more money while working with you, that's a problem. This deck should have the places where team members can make more money, whether that's selling your product or service, recruiting new team members, wherever the issues with the business are, if they're cultural, if they're operational, if they're financial, Put incentives in front of your team, demonstrate how they can make more money, 
show examples of how they are making more money or how people are having success in the environment to create more of what you're looking for. So I love it, it's very clickbaity. Want to make $500? Yes, of course we do. And then, you know, it begs the question, how do I do that? The next slide is the culture club. At Cardone Ventures, we do have a culture club. This club is responsible for creating a whole variety of activities for the organization to participate in. They are not mandatory, but to the extent that people are interested in spending more time with their coworkers through book clubs or working out together, this is the place where you give those updates. Our breakdown is workout. So we have defined workouts for every month of the year and we track who's participating in them. Sometimes it'll be a water challenge. Sometimes I believe this month it's a plank challenge. We've done sit-up challenges. We did an ab challenge once. This is just a way for our team really to get aligned with the personal, professional, and financial goals that they have, mostly personal, and create opportunities for, for them to do something athletically that enforces discipline, which is one of our core values, and have fun as a team together to hold each other accountable to those things. Second piece is holidays. So we do have a nice little area where we'll, we'll figure out, okay, how are we gonna celebrate St. Patrick's Day? How are we gonna celebrate Easter? What are we gonna do for Christmas? This culture club has been just a way to get fun ideas flowing through the organization. The next part is book club. We recognize that people wanna read more than just the books that we have in our onboarding plans. So this book club really is a good place for it to be a peer nominated book and they go through and read it and then every single month talk about what they learned and how they can apply it to the business and their lives. The final piece of the culture section is highlighting any personal, professional and financial goals that have been achieved by our team members. If you don't know what personal, professional, and financial goals are, I highly, highly, highly recommend that you attend one of our 10X360 events because I go into very deep detail around how do you roll this process out with your team? What is it? Why is it important? It truly is one of the secret sauces of why we're so successful with creating a high performance team. And to the extent you don't have that, not only in your business, but then also reiterated with the successes in a quarterly team meeting, you're really missing out on one of the biggest opportunities for growth in your business, which is your team. So this last section highlights goal achievement, highlights anything that somebody has achieved where they're saying this was uh, a milestone for me and it's worth celebrating so that everybody in the team does have reality on this isn't just possible for certain team members anybody can achieve their goals through working with us all right this is probably my favorite section because we get into the nitty-gritty of the operations so we move from the cultural updates the meeting the energy starts out on a high and then we get into okay these are these are where the metrics were for this quarter for the organization. So the first slide is a KPI target slide that has the KPIs for the entire year. Now, the KPIs for the entire year, the planning process for that is in the annual planning section of a quarterly team meeting. So, you know, not to go too much into detail around that, but uh, if you think about the meeting that happens at the end of quarter one, at the end of quarter two, and the end of quarter three, those would all be quarterly team meetings, but the meeting that happens at the end of quarter four would be the annual planning 
meeting where you share with the team what the plan is for the upcoming year, what targets are, what areas of growth are, et cetera. It's just a bigger planning process and it involves budgeting and headcount. So for the rest of the year, you use that as the benchmark for, okay, this is what we said at the beginning of the year, the KPIs that really will drive the business. For those of you who don't know what KPIs are, it stands for Key Performance Indicators. And the idea behind that is these indicators are an indication of business health. So our strategic business unit team really works with organizations to figure out what those are so that before you have issues in your business, you can pretty readily understand where the issue is, how to fix it, and that you need to put time and energy behind that specific area or else the business will not hit its goals. But devoid of KPIs, you're waiting on your financials and if you're not closing your books on a regular basis every single month, you might have some problems there. So first we go over the entire year's KPIs and then we narrow into actuals for the past quarter. So we're giving a team an update. This is the big picture, this is where we wanna go and this is how far we came during this first quarter. From there, we're able to say, are we on track or are we off track? It gets everybody globally understanding either the problems or the successes that uh, should be celebrated and or attacked. Next up. Well, actually, before I before I go to the next one, I think it's important for me to say uh, if you have a complicated business or you're doing over a million dollars in revenue, you know how difficult it is to get key performance indicator data if your business isn't organized. And so what I was talking about earlier, this is where our ability at Cardo Ventures to pull this entire thing together in 30 minutes through tagging different people and just getting these slides updated truly is remarkable. It's not that this information is mind blowing, it's the amount of time in which we can get it quickly uh, and have so much organization around the planning so that everybody is just doing what they're supposed to do every single day. So. With that, one of the big areas of growth for our business and something that we pay a lot of attention to is events. Our team is running an event at least three, if not four weekends out of a month. And so the event schedule and what's coming up and what we need to be promoting and pushing is uh, a big operational touch point for the organization. So the next slide really does just go over what does the event schedule look like? Where are we strategically adding masterminds and other areas where people can meet us in person, know that we're real, and allow us to help them. From there, um, I won't bore you guys with all of the details of our operations, but it really, we really just break down department by department where we were at from target at the quarter to actuals. We don't get into too much planning. It's more of a state of the union type of presentation, so people don't you know, raise their hands and ask questions at the end totally open for questions, but the cadence of this through the operations really is to give that department head anywhere between three, no more than five minutes to go through. This is where we're at. This is what our plan is in order to get ahead of these numbers, or this is how we're going to maximize on the success that we're having. The next piece on the operations is giving them a visual of how the org chart is going to change if we hit our numbers over the quarter. I think sharing an org chart, not only where you're at today, but where your plans to, will be, gives people this, this new sense of reality. And this reality is, 
oh, this department is growing. Like this is where the opportunity is in the business. And so as they're thinking about their own career development and how they add skills, if they know that this area is growing and that we're gonna need to add resources, they can be solving problems in that area. They can be trying to think through, okay, where do I add value to this part of the business? Their side of the business might not be growing, but true leaders are able to solve problems in a whole variety of areas. I don't have to work in this department in order to be able to help it grow and to add influence and quite honestly, to make it go right. And so when you're sharing this with the team, what the future state looks like, you really are saying, hey, this is, this is where we're going. This growth is going to be fraught. It's going to be fraught with problems. So many problems, oh my gosh, so many problems. And we want your help. That's what we're all here to figure out. I want you all to be excited about the problems we're about to have. So the org chart is super, super helpful there. One thing I will say, I'm gonna throw Buck under the bus here for a quick second. For those of you who don't know, Buck is our chief marketing officer. And it really, really irritates me because I tag everybody in the slide deck template. Everybody has their little section. Most people have one slides for so one slide for their department. Buck, because he has the marketing team, creates these videos and these graphics and just like sells the whole thing and entirely upstages the rest of my presentation. And I guess that's a good thing because that is his role, but it frustrates me in the moment because you know, I wish I would have come up with a video, but I don't I don't ever come up with a video. And that's okay. I don't want you guys to think that the expectation is like this big flashy thing. The point is to be able to put it together quickly. Our marketing team is incredible, so they're able to not spend too much time putting together something like that. And quite honestly, that's what a marketing team is supposed to do. So I just need to I need to get over it. But as many of you know, I'm very competitive with Buck and I don't like it when his slides look better than mine. All right, we are on to the final section of the quarterly team meeting. We're in the home stretch, ladies and gentlemen. This is the financial integration section. So this is fairly straightforward. The first piece is what the actuals to target were for that quarter. We specifically share the monthly revenue information. So for each month, what the revenue target was and then what the actuals were and then the total revenue for the quarter because we are also sharing with them what the overarching uh, quarterly targets are in order to hit the big target at the end of the year for how much, com how much revenue the company has generated. Uh, and guys, at that point, after we go through any sort of discrepancies of actuals to target and plans for how we're gonna move if we're under target for the uh, upcoming quarter, then we go right into Q&A. So how do you conduct Q&A on a quarterly team meeting? I am a subject matter expert on this because when I first started doing quarterly team meetings, I will never forget the many, many meetings where the presentation would end and I would open it up for questions and nobody would say a word. You could hear a pin drop. It was, it was really, uh, it was a bad, bad time in my career. I just couldn't figure out how to actually force engagement, but now, I know how to force engagement. When I open it up for Q&A, I am not saying, do you have any questions? I am saying, what questions do you have? And if somebody isn't immediately asking me a question, uh, from that point, I say, we are not getting off of this call until there have been five great questions that have been asked. 
at that point it is forced engagement and people start asking questions. We don't have this problem as much in Cardo Ventures as we have just in other businesses. And maybe it's because my communication skills at the time weren't quite what they are today to get people excited and rallied about this information. But one of the pieces around Q&A for me it's really important that your team is able to ask you questions and it shows their level of comfort and transparency with you if they are willing to ask questions. Some of the best conversation that can take place during these meetings is the question time. So I like to allot a lot, at least 10 minutes for questions. Sometimes it'll go to 15, other times, you know, it might be a little shy of 10 minutes, but that really is the time when people can say, okay, what about this? Or is there another strategy here? And we can go through some of those things that people might be having sidebar conversations around, but aren't willing to fully address it in an all team email. The other thing on this is we are very transparent on our quarterly team meetings. And I can give you an example of this. Uh, in this past quarterly team meeting, when we Let's see, when was that? When we had a change in plans due to uh, Brian and I just making a different decision or looking at other options, uh, there was a lot of conversation that was happening with different team members about where Cardone Ventures was moving. And it was entirely a leadership issue because we shouldn't have opened up the conversation to begin with. Until we made a decision, we should not have started sharing with people, oh, we're thinking about here or maybe here because all of a sudden certain people know some things and other people don't. And because they don't think it's sensitive information, because it really isn't, it's just ideas, they start playing a game of telephone. And it got back to me that some of our team members were thinking that there was no opportunity for the existing team members that are in one of our locations because that's not where we're choosing to grow. And another team member shared with me that they heard that everybody in the existing location would be fired when we moved to these other locations or they had to move with us, which was equally not true. So during one of our quarterly team meetings, I said, guys, I wanna take ownership of a situation that has come to my attention and I wanna be really transparent about what our plans are so that we can clear the air and you guys can ask any questions that you have. So I shared, this is where we're planning on moving, but this is what this means and this is how I would like to clarify some things. And there were two or three great questions of people saying like, so, okay, let me make sure I'm hearing you straight. This is what's happening and then this is what's happening, but this potential thing is still a maybe. It's like, to be honest, it is not fully baked, but what is that saying? The bun's already in the oven? I don't really think that's what I'm trying to say. Um, the train has left the station. The train had left the station. There was no way that I could just not address it. Like the train had already left. And because the train had left, I needed to address where it was going and all of the potential destinations that it was headed to. Ideally, we learn from that situation and these meetings don't turn into leadership team members sharing errors that they've made but I thought that it was important enough at this particular meeting just to get everybody on the same page so that we could level set and it ended up working really well for us so what I've shared with you is the agenda that we use but I want to make sure that you understand that there is movement in how you can structure certain items and your ability to to give updates on things that might not be traditional but that you feel really strongly need to be communicated in an all team forum so with that it has been a pleasure 
to share with you the quarterly team meeting agenda in upcoming episodes I'm going to be sharing what the prep process on your side really should look like in order for you to be able to start implementing something like this and it might likely take you more than 30 minutes of prep but if you get those steps in in play you'll be able to start having those meetings progress is much better than perfection so even just committing to having them and putting four of them on your calendar would be ideal for your team to start really committing to organization and to truly start laying the foundation for scaling. So with that, if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, please share it with your friends, post it on social media, or write a review, maybe all of the above. How about you do all of the above? And I look forward to joining you next week.